more like Fleetwood McDonald's. Fleetwood Big Mac. <laughs> you think McDonald's was pissed when they came out? That's our thing. Or was it the other way around? I don't know. When did uh, McDonald's start? How dare you? I saw the fucking movie. You call too. yourself an American? Oh, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I, mean, I hope you realize that about 27, 28 girls who think they're witches are going to cast spells on us for doing this episode. Oh, yeah. All the witchy women. That, the witchy women out there. I think Stevie is their idol. <laughs> the white witch. Yeah. Should we have a little anti-spell thing added on at the end of this episode? <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Okay. All right. All right. Well. I will give it to Fleetwood Mac. Two of them put their names right there on the album cover so everyone would know who to hate. Yeah. I guess it's kind of weird if you think about it because it is actually that. And there are other members of the band mm. <laughs> that are not included. The members of the band who are in the band name are not the people that anyone really cares about. Fleetwood Mac recently kicked out one of the members and instantly at least five Coke dealers in every town went out of business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they just kicked out Lindsay. His name's not in the... But he's like the guy that everyone knows or Stevie fucking Nicks. <laughs> She's not in the fucking band name. We got to get some out of the way though. Here's what's really interesting. What does it say about music being made right now that some viral tweet with less than 150,000 retweets at the time of recording this is enough to make a Fleetwood Mac song from 1977 go number 14 on the rock chart in America in the year 2018. It's a bad meme video that makes no sense. It's just a fucking bunch of girls dancing, which that part's fine. And they just put Fleetwood Mac over the top of it. It doesn't even sync up. It doesn't sync up. It's just... It could be any video any with song. any song. Honestly, it really feels astroturfed, like a botnet. Like an AI? No, someone paid money to fake it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we should try that with this fucking podcast. Dude, I'm already on it. Oh, sorry. But it worked for them. Music's fucking done. Music's dead. Music is dead. All of it. This shit is so over. Music from 50 years ago should not be outperforming music from this year and certainly not because of fucking memes. That is a clear indication that things have taken a wrong turn. Right. Did you buy rumors? I have a copy of it. Oh my fucking You're God. not allowed nope, to- that's it. This hit podcast is over. Shut it off. Shut it down. You're not allowed to own vinyl unless you have a copy of this album. But I'll tell you what, I, I thought I liked it. I legit thought. People who shit on Fleetwood Mac are just haters. You know, I thought I liked it. Yeah. I went back and listened to rumors to do this. It's fucking shit. Did you listen to it on vinyl? No, but I did listen to it on headphones. And I think that was the key difference because like Kiss, you only ever hear Kiss in public in a bar where there's a bunch of people, there's drinking going on and everything. And it's just the vibe of it. And you're like, oh, this is cool. You also only hear a very, 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 very small selection of songs. Right. In Fleetwood Mac's Kiss, it's like one fucking song, maybe two. Fleetwood Mac, maybe it's four songs or five that you ever, ever, ever hear. It's, just, it's not a large catalog of songs that you hear at bars. Yeah. You only hear three or four Fleetwood Mac songs. And also you're just hearing it in public through some shitty sound system. You don't have headphones on paying attention to what's going on. Because if you did, you would realize that this band sucks. Fleetwood Mac sucks. Fleetwood Mac has never not sucked. I found myself wondering, how did this happen? Why does anyone even care about Fleetwood Mac? I think what's funny is people now can look at what's happening in pop culture right now and recognize when something is hyped up too much, when it's overhyped, right. you know, beyond what it deserves. Harry Styles. Is Harry Styles the greatest solo artist in history? No. Of course not. Are there millions of people who would be pissed off at us if they heard us say that? Of really? Course, yeah. Really? Oh, fuck yeah, oh, dude. God. He's one of the most popular people on the planet. I'm done. I'm done. But 
he doesn't really do anything great. He, he's yeah. not an exceptional talent no. in any field. Other, I mean, I, I will admit, he looks fucking incredible in Well, he's a good-looking guy. Sure. Know, he looks great. Sure. I'll give you that. But he's definitely not the next David Bowie. No. And Oh, my God. Even the, the fact that his name gets mentioned in the same sentence, even if it is just to say he'll never be that good, makes me so sad. We can all see that now, and we can agree on it. But if you look back, dial something back a few decades and look at it, it's really difficult to see if something was just hype because through that lens of, you know, 30 years of time passing, it just looks like that's a classic thing. Sure. Oh, Fleetwood Mac. How can you hate them? They're total classic They're a classic 30 years from now. Some assholes are going to be like, Harry Styles is that's fucking classic. Yeah, man. You don't like Harry Styles is classic. What's, what's the fuck? It's classic. Yeah. And I'll be that grumpy old man in a nursing home going, this is bullshit music. And especially if your parents were the people who bought into the hype, your parents were a part of the generation who bought into the Fleetwood Mac hype. Their copy of Rumors is probably the copy of Rumors that you have sitting on your shelf right now. I didn't buy my copy of Rumors. I just have this shit. I'm going to have to go home and look because my parents gave me all of their vinyls, which is- I bet you I have bet you it. it's there. It's, I, I know that there is some Fleetwood Mac in there, and I would love to know if there's Rumors in there. I wouldn't doubt it. Because it's, it's a total classic. It's just magic. When you put it on, you can just hear the chemistry in the band. It just takes me back, man. It just takes me back. I mean, that's one thing that you can say about Fleetwood Mac. They sure had a lot of chemistry. Uh, chemicals. I meant to say chemicals. <laughs> this band's history read like they had a staff of script writers just full time pumping out, all right, here's what you're going to do next. Here's what you're going to do next. I think you could probably have seasons of uh, Maury Povich type show. Yeah. Where no, just every that. season was a different member no, of the band. No, you could do a multi-camera reaction. Okay, uh, Lindsay, we didn't really get a good tight shot of you choking Stevie on the hood of the car, so we're just going to uh, reset, <laughs> get everyone in position again. We're just going to go right back over that. Okay, make sure the whole band, we need you guys in the background seeing this, and yeah. then right when it looks like he's just, he's not going to let go of her throat, we need one of you to step in and make it stop, you know? Yeah. And then, then we'll put that in all the books, and we'll say that that was the last time that Lindsay got physical with Stevie. It's like when you watch, or if you watch, any of of those super dramatic shows like the Kardashians or Jersey Shore back in the day or any of those just over the top dramatic shows all of that's fake all of it is fake how it is all dare scripted you bullshit. say that to me <laughs> it's all hey, fake do you remember uh fuck it guess what i didn't sign an non-disclosure agreement about this tv show do you remember the reality show that they did here in nashville i think four or five years ago i think it was called nashville hearts or something oh, yeah do you remember that yeah, yeah yeah fake as of course fuck. yeah well everything is scripted yeah i don't have to name names but uh they would reset the shots they would just come back and do it over and over right. again it was fucking hilarious yeah it's all fake the thing is was crazy about fleetwood Mac is, I guess it's not fake. It's actually that dramatic. They really are living, breathing, over dramatic. There were nine different lineups of this band before it became the band everyone thinks of. The word stable is used to describe your band in like a really good way. Yeah. Like people are excited to say, oh man, it's a stable lineup. What the fuck is going on with your, your band? There's an entire Wikipedia page that's just a list of people who were once in Fleetwood Mac. And guess what? It's not short. It's a long page. If you sat down to read it, it would take you a while. Yeah. It's the most fucking overdramatic, melodramatic group of human beings in the history of music. Here's something that's good. The original lineup of this band was led by a guy named Peter Green, and everyone says that it was great. He's one of the most underrated guitar players in history. He was really great. And yeah. Fleetwood Mac used to be awesome. And I've, just, I've got one question. Who? Yeah, I was going to say. It's not a, who? who? 
And like nobody knows who that guy is <laughs> at all. Everyone says that he took some drug, went crazy. Another one of the original members left to join a cult. Yeah, that's right. He was a second dude, right? Some I other guitar player freaked out before a show, ran into the bathroom and started smashing his head into the wall. I mean, my theory is that all these people realized how shitty the band was and just couldn't take it anymore. Can't do this anymore. <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> I'm joining a cult rather than live with myself and being in this shitty band. Part of being a great band is keeping it together. Yeah. Musical talent, sure, it's great. I really do think it's fair to say that this band's drama is more well-known or as well-known as their biggest song. If you take away all of the non-musical stuff that people think makes this band interesting, there's zero left. If you just judge this music on its own terms, it's trash. They marry each other, they get divorced, they start dating other people in the band. It's so, it's like a constant almost, uh, you don't need to pay for publicity. No. If your band is just a constant drama. You're always in the news because someone in your band fucked somebody else or got divorced or got married or- They ruined each other's lives in the process. And themselves. Yeah. And their noses. You and I talk about this a lot with uh, hip hop, like how smart it is of hip hop acts to constantly Always. be creating drama, beef with each other. Always. Yeah. And I'm convinced and that it, most it's of just, it's fake. just built in PR. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm going to fight with you for a year and a half and then we're going to tour together. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's going to fucking crush. It works every yeah. fucking time. Of course. And it is really smart. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? The Urban Dictionary. I'm sure you're familiar. Did you look up Fleetwood Mac in there? Mm-mm. Urban Dictionary defines Fleetwood Mac as the act or intent of committing a sexual liaison or to pursue thoughtlessly or court a bandmate, often to the determinant of the stability of the band. I can't believe the new bassist tried to Fleetwood Mac the singer. Oh, yeah, that's great. Because, yeah, that's something that is just, that's what everyone wants to talk about, is how everyone in this band was fucking each other. What kind of sociopathic narcissist, or is it just none of these people have any self-worth and they're just constantly seeking validation through sexual endeavors. I don't understand. Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham kind of brought a bunch of bullshit from their end. Lindsey was already an abusive person to Stevie. They made an album where they're both naked on the cover of it and he basically strong-armed her into being naked. Like She didn't want to do it and he was just a total fucking asshole about making her take her clothes off. Like, don't be a child, it's art. Don't be a child, that kind of bullshit. And again, we have a lot of people saying that this dude routinely physically abused this woman. So clearly not a cool guy. No. You know, not my favorite person that I've ever had to talk about or think about. Kind of would like to hit him in the face if I had the opportunity. Okay, so how the classic lineup came together is anyone who saw that fucking Dave Grohl studio documentary knows the story. So please don't fucking send us that. We don't care. We saw it too. Mick Fleetwood wants Lindsey Buckingham to join the band because he hears his guitar playing. Buckingham's already making music with Stevie Nicks and he refuses to join unless Stevie can come too. You know, my girlfriend's got to be in the band. Classic right. scenario. Yep. And I've got to think that Mick Fleetwood wasn't too thrilled with this once he heard Stevie Nicks sing because this chick sounds like a goat. <laughs> goat is in not the greatest, <laughs> not the greatest of all time. <laughs> like an actual goat. What's funny is when I messaged you the other night and you said that she sounded like a goat. Now, every time I hear it, all I hear is a goat. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Everyone who thinks they like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Go back and listen to the goat. <laughs> really looking forward to the next time you hear this band. So John and Christine McVie are coming with Mick Fleetwood and they are in the process of their marriage all falling apart and everything. So then you just like put these dysfunctional relationships into one band and shit gets silly. 
Lindsay Buckingham had a girlfriend from 1976 to the mid-80s, so she was there for the making of Rumors and Tusk, and she wrote a book about it, and she said that nobody ever told Lindsay no. There was just this whole dynamic of he's the guy. You know, he gets to make all the decisions. If he says something is going to happen, then that's what we're all going to do, and everyone was afraid of him. You know, they never told him one of his ideas sucked. He was always telling everyone what to do and freaking out when something wasn't exactly right. Which is such a poisonous, shitty thing always. Toxic as fuck. Yeah. Yes. When we've talked about this with other bands, when somebody is like that and people won't give them feedback or they won't accept feedback is when it gets bad. It always gets bad. Bad. This is the formula for a bad band that makes bad music because there's one control freak who everyone is afraid of and none of this person's bad ideas ever get checked. Ever. Not good. And here's the result of that. Let's get into the music. Start with their self-titled album. That's the first one with the famous lineup. The first song is called Monday Morning and it sounds precisely like the theme song to one of those TV shows like Full House or Family Matters or any other one-camera 80s sitcom like that. Hey, I'll give Fleetwood Mac some credit here. They nailed the 80s TV show theme song vibe in 1975. (laughs) They were ahead of the curve. They got a five-year jump on it. Thank you very much for your contribution to music, Fleetwood Mac. Second song on the album is called Warm Ways, and it's supposed to be a love song, but the lyrics, all of Fleetwood Mac's lyrics are so bad. This song is the template for shit fucking lyrics in this band. The lyrics are so unimaginative and embarrassing that if it came on when you were actually fucking, you'd get up and change the music to something like Slayer that would allow you to continue performing sexually. Oof. It's just so drippy. and Yes, that sound. That just gave me the chills of grossness. This entire album is definitely not good, but some people are going to say, oh, but Rhiannon's on that album, or oh, but Landslide's on that album. And what the fuck is Rhiannon about? I have no idea. That's a great question. This is one of those moments where I wish we could cut in snippets of what the band has said because you can listen to them talk about this song and it makes me want to fucking smash my face into my computer. You the whole watched time. some of the behind the music. Did they I talk watched about- almost the entire thing. Did they talk about this song? On no, it? because the entire 30 plus minutes of behind the music I listened to was nothing more than an episode of Jersey Shore. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not. I'm, that's not even an exaggeration. I believe it. Fleetwood Mac was all drugs, all drama, no music. They did not talk about any of the songs in particular that I saw. I'm not surprised by that because if you put a magnifying glass on any of these songs, it it all falls apart. It all falls apart. Obviously, Rhiannon is about a woman, but has anyone ever looked at these lyrics? Because come on, it makes no sense right from the jump. I mean, Rhiannon rings like a bell through the night and wouldn't you love to love her? Well, I don't know, Stevie. Can you tell me more about this ringing like a bell through the night thing? (laughs) We can come back to whatever the hell that actually means that she rings like a bell. But for right now, I'm just going to assume it probably makes a lot of noise because that's what bells do. So are we we, we saying like the entire night here? Because I usually like to sleep at night. I'm not sure that I would love to love a woman who rings like a bell through the entire night. It sounds horrible to me, actually. What the fuck? She's like a cat in the dark, and then she is the darkness. This is a combination of simile and metaphor that, well, I can say for sure that it doesn't work for me personally, but I can also say that it's shit writing. It's shit songwriting. This is something that sounds deep and mysterious to people who are easily convinced that something is deep and mysterious. In reality, she's communicated nothing, and there's nothing to unlock here. There's no deep mystery to this. Oh, oh, pretend I'm writing a song about a man. Okay, I say... I'm pretending, go ahead. (laughs) He's like a line in the sun, okay. and then he is the sunlight. Whoa. That's exactly as deep and mysterious as the lyric in Rhiannon. 
But that's so deep, dude. Thank you for saying that about me. I really appreciate that. I wasn't that. talking about you. Oh. So musically, Rhiannon is very obnoxious to listen to for a lot of reasons. But the thing that's a real deal breaker for me is the way that the rhythm guitar strings are plucked individually throughout the entire song. Do you know what I'm talking about? This is what happens when musicians talk about other musicians. You don't know what I'm talking about? I do about. know. I do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. But I don't pay it. I've never. I, it doesn't stand out to me, I guess. It's just super fucking obnoxious. I believe like you. If, now I'll go back and listen to it. Landslide. Ugh. See, what sucks when we talk about whenever we do episodes with songs that I know fucking now all I'm going to do literally the rest of the day is hear landslide in my head. First lyric. I took my love and I took it down. Yeah. Wow. Fucking stop. You did not take your love and take it down. You took your love down. No, go ahead. I went out and I went out to eat. I ordered food and I ordered food for lunch. I bought a car and I bought a car to drive. Going deep here. I took my love and I took it down. These are all very poor under... I don't think that Stevie Nicks understands fundamental things about how to use the English language. And it bothers me more than it should, Did she write that lyric? Yeah. Because I was going to say one of the things that I noticed is I feel like a bunch of people injected their thoughts and opinions and lyrics into all these songs. Did Stevie write that that line for sure? I think so. Well, well, we're just going to give her credit for it. Who gives a fuck? I was just thinking about it because I feel like the band probably had 50 different people writing songs with them or for them or whatever. No, very famously, The Chain is one of the songs that everyone says is so fucking great. And one of the reasons why they say it's so great is that it's the only one where all the members have a, a writing credit on it. They weren't all writing songs together. It was very much a thing where like the person singing the song is probably the person who wrote, who wrote the song it. and brought it to the band. Yeah. I always still doubt that, even though they say that. I don't believe them, but go ahead. Oh, I believe it. I doubt that they were fucking hanging out with each other long enough to sing. Well, no, not even from with each other. I'm saying from outside sources, oh. too. No, dude, these songs are not good enough for, <laughs> for to bring in ringers. No, for real. Like, from a songwriting perspective, this is all very, very bad. I took my love and I took it down. I climbed a mountain and I turned around. I Google image searched Stevie Nicks on a mountain and didn't find dick. This woman is lying to everyone. She didn't even climb a fucking mountain. I don't think she's ever even fucking been on a mountain. What if she levitated to the top of the mountain with her witchy powers? Oh, there you go. Yeah. But then that would still make it not true that she she didn't climb the mountain. She astral projects on top of mountains, (laughs) bro. Yeah. I think people who like Landslide are the same people who Almost Famous is their favorite movie. God, you remember the fucking (laughs) Smashing Pumpkins covered Landslide? Oh, that's yeah. That's the only reason it's fucking popular now. Absolutely. Fleetwood Mac never even released it as a single. Yeah. This dude that I worked with, Stevie Nicks with his godmother, and he said she hated the cover of it. But then I read a thing that said that she she liked it. So I don't know. She should fucking like it. It absolutely revitalized that song and probably Fleetwood Mac again. They keep having these fucking things, whether it be Smashing Pumpkins or memes or whatever else that bring this back into the it is. The, the ether. It's the band that will not die and it should. Until we delete it, it off Spotify. I would love to do that. We're going to delete it. God, can you imagine? What if you were as rich as Jeff Bezos? You could buy the rights to it. You could technically buy all their music. Dude, Jeff Bezos could just buy Spotify and delete everything he doesn't like. Mr. Bezos, if you're listening to our podcast. Buy Spotify and delete Fleetwood Mac <laughs> off of gonna, it. No. Actually, just no, buy the fucking catalog and don't allow it to be put on any streaming services on any of them. God, that would be sick. Because then it's not just not on Spotify. It's nowhere. We need to make friends with some ultra rich guy, super investor. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening out there and you got loads of cash, let's talk. We got ideas. I don't want your money. I just want to do stuff with your money. We have really good ideas for what you should do with your money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should give us your money. No, no. I'm saying you should let us do stuff with your money. We'll just give you advice. Yes. Guide you. 
All right, let's talk about rumors, man, because, I mean, we're pretty deep into this already. We've got to get to this fucking album. I have notes for every single song on this album. <laughs> <laughs> How many records deep were they at this point? There were a couple. Oh, God. well, because, no, it's the whole lineup thing. Like, this is the second one that they made with the lineup. That is. Right, and so that's the confusing part. Yeah, this is several different bands, yeah. Yeah, if you go to the discography, there's, I don't even know. Well, because that's the whole thing where, like, a band really, you should only be allowed to put out a self-titled album if it's your first album. Because Rumors is, according to the discography here, way down. The self-titled one is right before it, and that's the first one with the classic lineup. Yeah, but they had two Fleetwood Mac albums. I know. That's <laughs> fucked up. That Who fucked does up. that? Dickheads, hey, guys, uh, we already had a self-titled album let's do it again all right rumors rumors right away i hate that there is a you in rumors i don't give a fuck what the ratio of british people to american people is in this band did you make this album in america spell american like uh aluminium oh fuck you <laughs> you're gonna derail this entire episode <laughs> the rest of the time we're gonna talk about language oh fuck that makes me mad aluminium Ooh, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense I, it makes me so mad i am feeling it all right, so I have notes on every fucking song on this album. Do you want to just go down the list real fast? Well, sure, let's roll right. it out. The first song is Secondhand News. Yep. This has got to be one of the lamest side one track ones in the history of recorded music. Is it because... It's a very Lindsey Buckingham song, though. It is. It's so fucking cheesy. It's very representative of him. I feel like Lindsey Buckingham wanted to be Colin Oates level of pop, but couldn't... He dropped short, so it was super corny. Even though they're not in the same vein, I would not put Fleetwood Mac in the same vein. Trying to be this catchy popness, but it's corny. I don't know why he was allowed to write songs. It's so bad. Right out of the gate, the first lyric on the very first song on this album, I know there's nothing to say. Then how about shut the holy fuck up, dude? Why am I listening to you talk? Skip to the I next track. I shouldn't be listening to you. Don't make a fucking album. No, not skip to the next track, because on <laughs> this track, what in the hell is going on with the production in this song? The way that it sounds is so... I know that Lindsey Buckingham is slapping a chair for the percussion. That doesn't make it cool. I know some asshole thinks that make it cool. It doesn't make it cool. Uh, but also, the guitars and the bass sound like they're made out of cardboard. Yeah. They produce this themselves, you know. They just had studio engineers doing what they said to do. It, it sounds so bad. The production is so bad. This is like if Stomp the Musical made an album for people who think crystals have healing properties. The, Wait, they this, don't? The sound, yeah, they do. The sound of this song is like if Nine Inch Nails was a 70s soft dick rock band. <laughs> Now I kind of want to hear that version of Nine Nails. Not into it, dude. I can't. No, I can't those, do it. those are some of the lyrics of the song. I'm not doing the music with my mouth. It's actual those lyrics. Yeah. People are just walking by, looking at me like I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole. We record this in a human aquarium. <laughs> people do. It is kind of a human aquarium. That's true. God, I would love what to know what called? people think when they're looking. At terrarium. Terrarium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Next song, Dreams. If anyone in this band had any fucking courage at all this would have been the first song on the album it, but it was almost like oh no we can't put the sensitive song first everyone will think we're a chick band that's not cool so the first song yeah i wonder if a lot of that was was his oh his it is pride and ego he's one of the stereotypical figures of fragile masculinity yes yes in yes, music. yes 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 i was gonna say like wannabe alpha male but not no can't. oh god no he's like he a, is not he's an like alpha a, male. a beta male yes. but want, like pretends like yes. fluffs his feathers a, a like frustrated a, beta right, male right, yes yeah. who who feels the need to attack people who he perceives it's as weaker stevie than him in, yeah in his mind stevie is yeah that. 
Yeah, exactly. He, it, he's got to assert dominance over, you know, right. the nearest woman. Basically. Hence why his track, the song he wrote was the first. And, Steve, yeah, the first and Stevie's one. was the second, which went on to be a massive, exactly. massive, yeah. massive song. Yeah. Much bigger than I mean, his. God, dude, secondhand news sounds like, let's do some, you know, like National Lampoon's vacation movie soundtrack bullshit. And everyone else is like, uh, but Lindsay, the first vacation movie won't be made for another 10 years. How are any of us supposed to know what you're talking about? Ah, fuck it. I'll just do it all myself. You guys are <laughs> fucking worthless. Okay. But also the song Dreams, I'm not saying that's a fucking great song either, because this is the song where she says thunder only happens when it's raining. Yeah. That's not true. No. If you're not going to actually not true, if you're not going to consult an expert, it makes no sense. Don't even try to write songs about science because you're just going to look like a fucking idiot. Also, it just makes no sense. Anybody knows that's not true. She had to fucking know that when she wrote it. If it's an analogy, which it obviously is, it's a bad one. Uh, I don't think it is an analogy. <laughs> I think she was just she was making an observation. She was on drugs, man. That's true. She was coked out of her mind. When the rain washes you clean, then you will know. Yeah, I should hope so. If I'm taking a fucking rain shower, I would hope that I would know unless I'm so coked out that I can't feel my own skin. What the fuck are we talking about? I read something. It's, she was insinuating that you only fart when you pee or something like that. I don't know. It was something goofy. I don't know. Anyways. When you say you read something... Yeah, I'm kind of Donald Trumping it. You where? know what I mean? Like where you're like, yeah, <laughs> many people are saying, many people said. Where did you read this? I go on the internet, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I'm on the internet. It's a, it's a crazy place. Lots of people say lots of things. All right, next song, Never Going Back Again. Here's something that you can apply across the board to Fleetwood Mac's music, but it really stands out in this song. I hate how they have to multi-track and EQ the shit out of Lindsey Buckingham's terrible voice. To make it sound like something that it's not. I mean, it's okay, dude. You can't sing worth a fuck, but making it sound like there are 12 of you coming out of a tin can isn't going to trick anyone. Layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. He sounds like Elliot Smith's robot butler. Next song, Don't Stop. Don't Stop Believe It. Wrong song. I know, but I'm trying to get fucking landslide out of my head, so anything helps. Well, I can tell you how to get landslide out of your head. Get Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow in there. I can't. That's worse. <laughs> That's worse. So much worse. Don't stop. Stop thinking about tomorrow. Is anyone even fucking serious with this song? Who do you really like this song? Does anyone really like this song? And also, please go listen to it before you answer that question. If you're answering based on memory, I cannot listen to you. So that's definitely true when I go back and listen to some of these songs. Is they are It is super hokey and cheesy, and it does not hold up. If you actually take your nostalgia out... If you can, for a second, objectively listen to these songs, they are objectively bad songs. This song, first of all, half of these songs are probably in commercial. So, like, it, most of it just sounds like... I was like, actually going to say this that. Like, it sounds like a TV this commercial. This is like the Moby Play album yeah. of the fucking uh, hi hippie generation. It's everywhere. And a lot of people want to blame Bill Clinton's presidential campaign for why Don't Stop is shitty to listen to no fuck that bill clinton could have never been born in this song would still be trash yeah what the fuck taken into the streets by the doobie brothers that's where i classify don't stop these two songs are sort of twins in my mind uh -huh. and i mean it would be really hard for me to choose which one i think is worse because they're just both so meaningless and like a like a a blank optimism and like a weirdly insistent uh, vibe in the music that's just like, you're going to feel this. You're going to feel this. You're going to get on board with this. You're going to feel this. It feels gross. Sure. I agree. Now I'm like trying to think of that song and I'm paralleling them in my head. Uh, they kind of are very similar it's vibe. It's the same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go your own way. Oh God. 
I just I'm trying not to have these songs wedge themselves <laughs> into my psyche. This is one of those songs where I feel like uh, people like it because they're thinking of all the drama that they know about the band. You know, you can go your own way. Well, that's if you watch the behind the music, the every song they wrote was actually about the other people in the band. That's actually what it is. And people know that people know that this song was, I think, Lindsay. It is writing. Yeah, it's Lindsay writing to Stevie that she can go fuck dudes if that's what she wants to do. because She's a fucking whore and fuck you. I don't need you anyway. because I'm a strong, tough guy. And then he makes her sing it. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty fucking brutal. It's just a fucking soundtrack to a real life soap opera. And people are, oh, it's so real. It's their lives. They're they're dealing with their drama together and they, they're really feeling it. These people aren't feeling anything. They're on cocaine. Yeah, I was going to say they were just fucking tweaked out they of their mind. They don't feel shit. <laughs> they're not even persons. They're id. <laughs> which, it's just pure id. Which that is, they talk about very openly. The production on this song is as dead as the light in the eyes of every member of this band. It's just flat. It just fucking sits there. And yeah, there's a lot going on, but it's all mixed into the same sonic space. I don't even know what the point of having stereo technology is if we're just going to mix everything together in the middle, except for one fucking shaker in the left channel. All right, next song is Songbird. And this is Christine McVie's first lead vocal on the album. It's a real great few minutes to just get up, go take a piss, go get another beer. (laughs) Skip the track. See if anyone's done the last of the blow. Hit on your passed out best friend's girlfriend. Really anything other than sit there and subject yourself to this miserable garbage. Skip the song. Have you heard this song? Of course, I've heard all these songs. This song is regularly featured at the top of list of like the best Fleetwood Mac songs. I don't understand. I don't know if they just feel bad for her because all of the drama is focused on Stevie and Lindsay and Stevie had a successful solo career. So it was like, ah, let's throw Christina bone or whatever. Right. But no, it ain't good. She's not good at writing songs. She's not good at singing. I'm sorry. It's a bad song. Yeah, that's fair. They probably did feel bad for her. Like let her have a song. And they put it in kind of in the middle of the record. Side two. Flip the album because you know we're listening to this on someone's fucking Urban Outfitters turntable. This 180 gram vinyl. Y'all want to be... listen to some vinyls? Yeah. Let's listen to some vinyls. This has been remixed and remastered for the 5,000th time. The Chain. This is honestly more of a magic trick than it is a song. If you tried to sit down and play this on an acoustic guitar, you would notice how ridiculous it feels because it's it's not really a song. Well, this is one of those songs that they all wrote. No, that's not even actually true. They do all have writer's credit on it, uh-huh. but it's because it's like a cut and paste job of three different compositions. Which makes sense when you listen to it. And it's not good. It's not a good song. If the tambourine coming in at the end is the big closer, then we should all just pack it up and go home. Really ties it together. Next song, You Make Loving Fun. They let Christine sing another one. Yep. Not sure why. She has three on this record, which is kind of shocking. I don't know. Maybe no one else wanted to sing the bullshit that she wrote. Sweet, wonderful you. You make me happy with the things you do. Oh, can it be so? This feeling follows me wherever I go. I never did believe in miracles, but I have a feeling it's time to try. I never did believe in the ways of magic, but I'm beginning to wonder why. Don't break the spell. It would be different, and you know it will. You make love and fun. And I don't have to tell you, but you're the only one. You make loving fun. It's all I want to do. Those are all of the words in this song. Wow. That wasn't a selection. That, <laughs> that wasn't was a sample. The entire- that was the entirety of her lyrical composition beginning to end the entire thing wrapped up right there not good not good friends (laughs) next song next song i don't want to know this is where i'm 
I'm really having a hard time just dealing with the fact that people respect this band because the chord progressions, the guitar intro on this song, if we were in the studio making an album and you brought the guitar intro to this song to me, I would laugh at you because I would be pretty sure that you were joking. Is this serious? Did you really bring this to me? But here's the twist. There's no twist. The song never gets better. It just sucks from beginning to end. And uh, Christine gets one more song. Oh, daddy. This is where I start to wonder why anyone ever trusts music writers, particularly any music writer who ever has called this album a classic album. Because no classic album would have a song this bad on it. Rumors has two songs on it that people think of as classic. And then, I mean, you know, like Secondhand News and Don't Stop, which are just objectively trash songs. Sure. I refuse to assign classic legendary status to those songs. But that's what happens, though. People look back. They think those couple songs, they identify with them as being fantastic, huge, amazing songs. And then it makes everything around it automatically better. It's just not, though. But if you separate it out the rest of the album is so bad it's really just filler it's not an album you sit down and listen begin to end and go oh every song is a banger oh daddy you know you make me cry how can you love me i don't understand why yeah. go fuck yourself lady this is shit pure shit i don't want to read all the lyrics to another song again because i just did it with her other song but wow this is a miserable ass song if you really get at the meaning of it is a very weird statement that's being made in this song and the music is also horrendous i mean there's there are all these weird sort of like stutter punctuations stutter musical accents to punctuate what's happening in the song it like drops the beat even it fucks up the rhythm of the song and everything very bad not a good song this is not a good album man it's definitely not a great definitely album Definitely not an album that yeah people consider you see in the top 10 greatest albums all the time dreams is the closest thing this entire album even has to a good song and nothing here is anywhere near greatness yeah a whole nostalgia wrapped up I'm, into these songs we're not done because there's still one more song fucking gold dust woman which what's funny about this song is that i did not know for sure that this song was about cocaine but before I said, I'm pretty sure this song is about cocaine, I thought it would be a good idea to look up this song. What'd you find? And it says right here, interpretations. When asked about the song in an interview with Courtney Love for Spin in October 1997, Nix confirmed that gold dust was a metaphor for cocaine. Yeah. I guess I should probably look it up before I say this song is obviously about cocaine. It is. But it is actually obviously about cocaine. And we kind of touched on this with the chain a little bit, but one thing this band does a lot is they use suspended chords and augmented chords so nothing sounds musically resolved and you feel like you're trapped in this sort of open loop with no beginning and no end. Like a song will typically have an intro and then it will get into this suspended chord progression thing. And Gold Dust Woman does that, The Chain does that, and it can be a good trick. Musically speaking, it's a good trick, especially if you're high, but you can't do it on every goddamn song. And it's really the only thing this band has going on and i'm just over it we should just change the fucking band name to cocaine nah, 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 nah. yeah nah, nah. just every song <laughs> is about either cocaine or some drama here's what's really upsetting to me about this though rumors came out in 1977 right you uh, said uh-huh. that was a great year i don't know if people realize this but in 1977 we had the talking heads first album came out in 1977 harry nilsson's nilsson album marquee moon by television pink flag by wire Suicide's first album. 1977 is the year that Iggy Pop put out Lust for Life and The Idiot. Bowie put out Low and Heroes. Yeah. In 1977, are you serious with Fleetwood Mac right now? 
Is this really what we're saying defines this year musically? Get this shit out of my face. Overdramatic bunch of fucking crybabies that do nothing but a shit ton of cocaine. Put out a shitty record and everyone fucking falls all over themselves. Hype. It's just hype. This was an overhyped thing, especially compared to all of the shit that has proved out classic since then. Rumors was the number one album in America for 31 weeks. Almost a year. That's not almost a year. More than half. It's better than half a year. I'll give you that. Okay. It's five weeks more than half a year. Guess how long it was number one in the UK, which where the title of this album is spelled correctly with that little U in there. Uh-huh. Rumors, Rumors and everything. Uh, guess how long it was number one in the UK? I don't know. One week because they were smart enough to start listening to ABBA instead. Yeah, they moved on to bigger and better things. I know we already said that Stevie Nicks was a shit singer and she always was, but her voice got so much worse because of cocaine. This is not up for debate. We're talking about a vocalist who blew so many rails that the cartilage in her septum dissolved. Stay off drugs, kids. It's not like that's not going to affect your vocal cords. Of course, it's going to affect yeah, your vocal cords. Yeah, it just goes cords. down your throat. It and, affects everything. I mean, you can already hear her voice getting worse in a song like Stand Back, but if you skip ahead a couple years to the song Talk To Me, oh man, if you want to hear why snorting cocaine is a horrible idea if you make your living by singing, just listen to Talk To Me. She moves further into goat territory as she gets older. It sounds like she's plugging her nose. She's got. It sounds like her nose has been surgically removed from her face, and then they covered up the holes with duct tape. Yeah. And then she just singing, "Step back, step back." <laughs> <laughs> that was a good little goat there. <laughs> What's crazy is it actually sounded just like her. <laughs> You're right. I think, I, know. I think it's fair to say that Stevie Nicks does sound like a goat. I think we have to mention her fashion a little bit, even though I'm not really sure what to say about it, other than that I hate it. You're brave what you're the witchy woman thing she's wearing like fucking curtains that's true it is curtainy i don't think that fleetwood mac really influenced any music i don't think that there is any music you can point at today and say that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for fleetwood mac i don't think that fleetwood mac really is responsible for the way anything sounds they are not now. a band that people refer to as saying they're a big influence yeah, my big influence. If you want to talk about what I think they did influence i would say that it's largely just stevie nicks like her whole vibe and Stevie Nicks is by far the most influential person that came yeah, out of and, and I don't think it's good. There is no comparison. I don't think that's a good influence. I don't like it because it's not okay to steal all the doilies from the Downton Abbey house, make a shawl out of them, and twirl around in circles on stage with a tambourine. <laughs> oh my God. I almost didn't funny. get through it because of how hard you lost it in the middle of that. <laughs> this is everything you hope isn't going to happen when your friend says he wants the girlfriend to join the band. And I really think Stevie Nicks is responsible for a lot of this. Sure. My girlfriend's going to be in the band, you guys. Oh, is she going to bring a tambourine with her? <laughs> yeah, that's what she's going to do. She's going to be the tambourine player. That yeah, why? stereotype is there because of Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. It yeah. really is. All right, and we can't end without talking more about Holiday Road. Oh, my God, man. Holiday Road. Uh, oh, man. It's a bad song. Oh, I fucking hate. It's, it's, it's put in front of those movies, I think, as a joke. That's how corny it is. These are from the National Lampoon Vacation movies. I referenced this a little bit earlier, but if anyone doesn't know, from the National Lampoon Vacation movies, and I can't remember what other episode we were doing where I talked about this, but I talked about the idea of making a mix CD of, you know, my personal most hated songs. If I had like 80 minutes of music to curate, what would be the, the shit that I just hate more than anything in the world? This song would be on that CD. 
No question. I wouldn't even have to think about it. There's nothing else that I would have to take off to put this song on there. This would be one of the first fucking songs that I would think to put on that CD. It's, it's weird because I didn't know, honestly, that he wrote this song. I thought... Whoa, it, whoa, I, whoa, I, whoa, whoa, back, back, stop. All right, you just said wrote a song. Here are all the lyrics in this song. I have well, them written down. What Here you, are all the lyrics. What people call a the, song. The entirety of this song, these are all the lyrics. I found out long ago, it's a long way down the holiday road. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, take a ride on the West Coast kick. That's all the lyrics in the song, except for the words holiday road, which, which you could argue that he had already said in the other lyric. Just on repeat over and over. So Honestly. So whatever you were going to say. Well, what I was going to say was I didn't know that he wrote the song. It's not a song. He didn't write or, shit. I didn't know that he wrote this. This. I thought it was because they're comedies. The movies are comedies. I thought it was kind of a joke thing the fact that he took it serious there's a music video for this song that's horrifying there's an 80s ass music video for this song where he's wearing a white suit like everyone did in the 80s yeah. it's very serious sure it's almost solemn just go watch it it's so overblown i thought it was a theme joke song i really did no he's a fucking pompous prick the stupid ass background <laughs> there you go yeah man getting it Signature Lindsey Buckingham style trash ass guitar playing. It sounds like there's a sample of a dog barking on the end of the song just for no reason. Yeah. I want to murder this song in front of its own children. I even made myself listen to it for this just to see if I could come, I I, come up with more stuff yeah. to say about it. And I really can't. If you disagree with me, if you like Holiday Road by Lindsey Buckingham, no way. I hope you spill coffee on yourself today. There's no way anybody likes that song. Well, let's find out. If you like that song, you're a fucking moron. And if Fleetwood Mac is your favorite band. Your favorite band sucks. You are so very welcome for this episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. The bravest podcast in the world. Ooh, that reminds me. Aradia, Aradia. We invoke the Aradia, goddess of protection and healing. Protect the Your Favorite Band Sucks podcast, its noble host, and all true fans. Protect and keep us safe, now and forever. All right, now that we got that out of the way, everyone should feel free to send this episode to a friend or two or 10,000, you know, depending on however big your social circle is. Let everyone know they should subscribe to this podcast if they have a good time with it, or if they have a bad time with it. It's been a while since I pointed that out. We don't care why you listen. Whether you love to love us or love to hate us, we want your ears all the same. I mean, shit, even our biggest fans are probably starting to get pissed off because this is the second week in a row that I've lied about putting out a Steely Dan episode. What do you want me to say? You need some fucking excitement in your life. Don't you get tired of every other goddamn podcast telling you exactly what they're going to do ahead of time? It's not just podcasts either. The movie people tell you when the movie's coming out. That's when the movie comes out. They tell you what TV show it is tonight, and that's the TV show you get. Where's the fun in that? Are you even alive? Do you need to check your schedule before answering that? I mean, it's not like anyone's going to believe me now anyway. That's the magical thing about the situation I've put us in, is that there's no way out of it. Even if we do put out a Steely Dan episode, from now on, every single outro forever, when I announce the band in next week's episode, some part of you will have to wonder if we're really going to do it. And if not, what artist are we doing instead? Some all-time great? Some untouchable legend? Well, friends, nobody's untouchable. So be sure to tune in to your favorite band Sucks next week, because believe it or not, 
We're taking down Steely Dan. <laughs>